pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now... Here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. It's a penny for your thoughts coming your way here from our studios in Champaign. It is great to have you with us here as we start another week here on the radio. And we've got a busy show for you here. It's a Monday morning quarterback show brought to you by our friends at Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer on High Cross Road in Urbana. We've got Lauren Tate with us here as usual on our Monday morning show. And we'll be joined by a former Illini, Trent Meacham, who's busy doing some work for BTN. Of course, he works locally at uh, Cozet Asset Management on his way into the office. So he's stopping by this morning. We'll talk some Illini hoops and Big Ten hoops here this morning on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Tomorrow morning, we will have an open line. At 10 o'clock, it'll be Paul Rudy's On the Money. In the Wednesday show, we'll have a lot of open line time. And Jim Dye from the News Gazette will make his... uh, by monthly visit with us, a couple times a month anyway. And that'll be on Wednesday. And then we have some other folks coming in. It's the, I think it's the is it 30th anniversary of when Bill Clinton's plane got stuck at Willard on the uh, tarmac, or just off the tarmac. So we'll talk to John Rector about that. He was out there uh, at the time. And then uh, Friday, we'll do our flashback Friday at the end of the week. And Brad Eukin, who's headed up to Wisconsin has been the manager of the Champaign County Farm Bureau, joins us at the end of the week. So that's all ahead on A Penny for Your Thoughts, our Monday morning quarterback show brought to you by Berkey's. Trent Meacham jumps in with us next on a Monday on Penny here in the middle of January. All right, Penny, for your thoughts, our Monday morning quarterback show. We do this every Monday during the course of the Illini football and basketball seasons. The Illini basketball men's, anyway, off this weekend. And uh, that doesn't happen very often, but they were off, Lauren, and uh, we just got a chance to watch everybody else play over the weekend. Yeah, a lot of the screwy weekend. results. You know, Temple beat Houston, and some people were telling me Houston's the number one team a couple weeks ago. Well, they they lost, and, of course, Kansas got killed by Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, that game went up. They went up twenty, and I thought, "Oh, here comes Kansas. They're back to within ten, and then they're bound down twenty again." So I don't know. I think it's. Uh, we'll ask Trent about that, uh, but I, it just seems to me that the the transfer portal has just got everything so shook mm-hmm. up. You don't know what to expect anywhere. Well, we'll try to sort it out here for the few minutes we've got with uh, Trent Meacham, of course, uh, former Illini, 
Played for Bruce Weber all those years ago and with Cosette Asset Management, but he's also on BTN. I just saw you on, were you up there Saturday? Yes, right? I was there Saturday, yes. Yeah. We're going to sort this out right here yeah. the next 20 minutes or so. Let's yeah. figure it all out. That's, that's right. Well, that's, that's why you're here. So you enjoying the BTN? It's yeah. it's been great. It's yeah. it's great to stay connected to this game that I love and and mm-hmm. to cover the Big Ten Conference. It's such a great league and you know so many great coaches and teams and obviously growing up here in Champaign and as an Illini fan. But you follow the the league, the conference pretty closely as a young kid. So yeah, it's fun to to be a part of and it's it's there's some challenges with it too. And uh, hopefully I'm I'm improving and growing. But I've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. How many times you go up there? A week is it a couple? Usually twice a twice, week, okay. sometimes three, but typically about twice a week. Hmm. Well, you're doing a great job. I appreciate Looks it. Looks good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Every yeah. everything's different. Every situation is different, and it's just, uh, it's. I didn't study journalism. I wasn't thinking about getting into it, but really, Brian, I got to give you mm-hmm. credit. You know, mm-hmm. I got talked into doing a game with you a few years back, <laughs> and really enjoyed that, and uh, being a part of the action. Uh, post playing career, so it's just uh, it's been a lot of fun to continue with it. Now, have you been paired with Coach Weber at all? I have not. No, I'm really okay. wanting to. He, he's yeah. doing a good job. He does a really good job, and I'm biased because I like Bruce, but I, I think he's he's great to listen to. Obviously, he knows the game very well, and so hopefully, we'll get in there together in the studio mm-hmm. at some point. Well, we're trying to sort out uh, not just nationally, but the Big Ten. Uh, Purdue escaped yesterday. They got by Maryland, but after that. I don't know. I was looking at the standings. By the way, did you see the strategy at the end of the game? He decided with six seconds to go, he decided to foul. Painter decided Mm -hmm. to foul with a Mm three-point lead. Foul. Two free throws made it one. He's fouled back. Smith, who is a freshman, made two free throws. He's eight for eight in the game. He makes two free throws. Now it's down to three seconds, and he didn't foul. And the guy got off a three-point shot and missed. Would you foul, Lauren? I I always thought I would. And, and you know, in all those years that we discussed that with, you know, with Mark Coombs and Lou Henson, and, and it came down to yeah, with six seconds or so, uh, I would foul. Under ten seconds, I typically would. Under three, I don't think I would. Depending on you know the the, the mm-hmm. knowledge of your players, we don't we're not going to break this down right now. But the one thing I would say, if I'm on the other end, if I'm down three, the way I look at it, I would prefer for the opponents not to uh, not to foul. Because then yeah. I get a chance to get a shot up. So that's how I look at it. So therefore, if I'm up under 10 seconds, I would foul. Every judgment I make is based on what I would want to do if it was me. Yes. And if it was me and I'm on defense, you know, I'd rather foul because I don't think you can make. First of all, there's one consideration nobody ever brings up, and that's it, it actually happened in this game. You can miss the first free throw. Yeah. Then that really puts you at a disadvantage, you know. <laughs> and and in the second time, uh, there there was a there was a situation I saw where the first free throws missed, and then that just fouls everything up. You got to be able to make the first and miss the second one, get the rebound, and make a two. Well, Lauren mentions Kansas got beat twice. Houston gets beat, so is Purdue number one again? I think I Alabama think. will yeah. be number one. They they've been beating good teams. <laughs> very by big margin so i think alabama will be one would be my guess and purdue would be two but will anybody else in the big 10 be in the top 25 that's the question today yes when it comes out i'm not sure won't be uh, illinois and yeah. indiana looks awful good that was they looked awful good to me again yesterday in beating michigan state they do and they're still missing i mean race thompson played a little bit but he's not full strength and 
I, I think if Indiana gets Xavier Johnson back and him and Hood Shafino can coexist in a, in a, in a good fashion – they're going to be really dangerous coming well, down the stretch. How good would they be if they just had four managers and Trace Jackson Davis? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if there's somebody else in the game, for goodness sakes, don't throw the ball to them. Throw it to him. He's going to score every time. Yeah, he's been, he's been really good, and mm-hmm. we saw that last week. I mean, just mm-hmm. dominating. And, you know, I, I, I don't know as much as Coach Underwood in that, and, and I, I would have tried something different, though, yeah. in that game. I know they tried different players. I probably probably would have sent another player at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never really did that, and he had his way for, what, 35 points. You just got to be careful with who you send. For sure. Because you have the choice now. You can determine who you want for them to shoot. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I, you know, we just didn't do that. And I would be interested when we go, Illinois goes to Indiana, and that's going to happen later this season. Mm-hmm. How are we going to play that? Well, here's I would say this: for no matter what you do, you got to do it aggressively. And I think against a great player, you have to change things up. I mean, Maryland mm-hmm. did a great job as well as anybody against Purdue. They changed their defenses. They're very aggressive. I think you have to change things up. If you give a, a very good player the same look for 40 minutes, especially a guy who has that experience of Trace Jackson Davis, it's going to be a long night for you. Yeah, now Michigan State, uh, early on, Trace Jackson was struggling a little bit in the yeah, game yeah. yesterday, but then he Slow got going. Start. Slow start, but he took off again. It's a 40-minute game, the game and, went and on. you know he's going to have his opportunities, and yeah, he was he was big time yesterday as well. Is there any secret, Edie, for instance, how do you defend, I mean, you just let him score, th- I mean, you not just let him score 30, but do you focus on everybody else or what do you do yeah, we I mean, we saw what teams tried to do with a dominant big man in Kofi Coburn the last mm-hmm. few years it was just such a force and I think Edie's on another level and he shoots free throws better and at seven foot four he, he's he's unstoppable but again I would say you need to give him different looks um and one of one strategy Lauren kind of mentioned this is who do you leave open from Purdue and you double off of Ethan Morton or you kind of that's the one guy that that struggles the most shooting that plays major minutes so he'd be the guy that you you don't close out to you short close out on and and but I would give him different looks and I think the other thing is you got to really pressure their guards Rutgers did that and forced turnovers Maryland did that in the second half yesterday so I think that's really what you got to do. You got to pressure. You got to be aggressive uh, on the perimeter, so it's not as easy to get the ball into the post. Mm-hmm. Trent Meacham is with us from uh, BTN two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Text line at two one seven three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws dot com. Is this produced to lose? Pretty much. Big think? Ten Conference. Yeah. Oh, no question. No question. Yeah. I, I think they're going to win this league, probably by a couple games margin. I, I really do. Now. The league is really fascinating, though. There's a lot, of, and they're going to drop some. I, they're, they'll drop some more games. They already did one against Rutgers. They easily could have to Maryland yesterday, who had great looks down the stretch. Nebraska earlier, so they're going to lose some more games. I do think they'll win this league, but after that, it is, I mean, wide open. The race, the next, you know, seven eight teams are. Who knows what could transpire over the next month and a half. Yeah, right. I, I heard one announcer say the Big Ten is really good this year. Is the Big Ten really good or is the Big Ten really bad? Which is it? I don't think it's. <laughs> I, don't on the think, I don't think they're anywhere near as good as they were last year. <laughs> I think top to bottom, it might be at the at the bottom of the league. Mm-hmm. I think it might be better. Yeah, you know, you go especially yeah. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I, I think Nebraska is better. You know, yeah, I, but I, at at the top, uh, it probably is not. Um, so, but I, I will say, Lauren, I think the guard play is better this year. I think that bodes well in March. 
especially if I look at Indiana, uh, Michigan State, uh, Rutgers, I think some teams that could make a run in March, their, their guards are good. And I think that's we've had great bigs in this league, especially the last four or five years. I mean, really good bigs. But the guard play hasn't been uh, elite, and, and I think it's better this year. We're going to see Ohio State on Tuesday. Their, their guard play has been a concern. Yeah, the the one freshman was playing great, Bruce Thornton. He, I think he's kind of hitting freshman wall. Well, how good is Sensabaugh? But Sensabaugh, yeah, he he's big time. I mean, he can really score. He's the ball. winning down, isn't he? He's got to be. He's he's so efficient, scoring almost twenty a game now. Uh, he, he's going to be a tough cover. It's going to be fun matchups watching whether it's Terrence Shannon, Matt Meyer, who who takes on that initially, R.J. Melendez because he can really play. Again, visiting with Trent Meacham here this morning on our Penny for Your Thoughts show, our Monday morning quarterback show. So Purdue's eight and one. Then you got Rutgers five and three, Michigan five and three, Wisconsin's four and three, Michigan State's five and four, Illinois's uh, four way tie with uh, Indiana, Penn State, and Iowa. Any of the who do you like out of any of those teams? I mean, <laughs> who's going to finish? I mean, the top four. Is there any way to figure that out? Who could emerge from? I I like Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I just think they're physical. They play great defense. Uh, they're improved off. They're better offensively than I thought they'd be. I am not as high on Michigan and Wisconsin as I would be on Michigan State, Iowa, Indiana. I think is really emerging now, and I think Bealina. I think we have a team that should be in the top four or five teams in this league. I think the talent is there. You know, it, it's it's up and down. No, nothing's just seamless. Uh, you don't just gradually improve game after game. I mean, there's there's you know a, a flow ebbs and valleys and. Uh, but I think we're moving in the right direction, and uh, it's going to be a really fun uh, next six weeks or so, but there's no question why Illinois can't be in that top three or four teams. Is the uh, home court as valuable as it was? Is there something going on? looks like I see a lot of teams losing at home. Maybe it's, maybe it's the competition, is, and, and, and a lot of it just comes down to who's hitting that night. That's that's a great question. Um I don't know if you don't have those guys that stay with the program for three, four years, and and, okay. and there's there's this kind of this built-in loyalty, and and uh, I don't know if there's something there, Lauren. I really don't, but I also think sometimes you go on the road and it's you're, you're kind of playing with house money, and you feel like, hey, we got nothing to lose, and we're going to play free, we're going to play loose, and some players even kind of like that. You know, going back and forth with the opponent, uh, opposing crowd, and I, I, I don't. I think the, uh, I do think a home court advantage is maybe less than it once was, um, and I'm not sure why. I think maybe some guys are just they maybe embrace being the villain on the road a bit more. I'm not sure, but uh, there's every game's a, a unique experience, and you never mm-hmm. quite know who's going to show up. Sometimes it's just when you catch somebody. And we've seen that. I mean, even looking at Indiana, we've talked about them. They looked awful against Penn State. And then this mm-hmm. past week, they looked pretty darn good. Yeah, and Wisconsin is real thin, I think, in terms of talent. They lose one key guy like they did. That, they lost every time he, that he wasn't there. Now he's back, and they're a different team again. Mm-hmm. No question. That's where, look, the Illini, I mean, we, we have a deep team. I mean, Luke Goody, who I think would, be, would have been part of the rotation, a, a, a valuable piece, hasn't played yet this year. Sky Clark uh, steps away. And you really don't lose much because we have so much depth. I mean, really, aside from you know that that point guard position and the center position, we might be a little bit uh, now not as much depth there. But 
on the wings and these interchangeable pieces, we have so many guys that can fill in. And, and sometimes when you have so many players, it's more difficult to get, get a rhythm as opposed if you have a more of a set rotation. What do you make of Brad Underwood talked after the game? And I don't know if you played in, you played a lot of pro ball, but a stretch of games for college guys where it was six games in 17 days and Tom Izzo's talked about the busy schedule and I think Ohio State's in this stretch and Northwestern's making up some games now. Could, could you fatigue a factor the other night against Indiana? Could you see that or sense that? Or? If, if there's physical fatigue, it's because they've been practicing too much, <laughs> I would say. I think it, the, the mental fatigue, can, can def, I would think, would maybe be more of a thing. I mean, it's, it's, there's pressure every night. There's a lot on your plate. I could see that being a factor. For these guys at 18, 19, 20, even if you're 22 years old, mm-hmm. you got a, you got a TV timeout every four minutes. I, I don't buy that fatigue standpoint. What could be something though is if you haven't had the time to practice. Right. That's it's that's just when been so scouting you, reports. Yeah, you, if you don't have that time to practice, that's where you oftentimes get better. And if you hit a skid, it can really kind of go the wrong way potentially. But those guys, you know, from yeah. a physical standpoint, I think are good unless they're going two, three hours in practice every day. Well, they were changing offense and defense at the same time. Uh, when we you go back about three, four weeks, they were in the midst of a major change. I mean, that was a coaches don't make that kind of change very often where you go from a completely different offense and a completely different defense. That's a a really good point, and I criticize Brad Underwood for not changing a defense against Trace Jackson Davis against Indiana, but give him a ton of credit. He already did it prior in his career, you know, a couple years ago, changing their defense to be much more Mm -hmm. compact. Mm -hmm. This season, midseason, yeah, both offensively, Kind of ditching the the five out, uh, mm-hmm. kind of free flowing, you know, not much structure, and going to his old spread offense. That's not easy to do midseason, and, and then defensively, where they went from switching everything to not switching anything, that's not easy either. So give the coaching staff a ton of credit for having the the guts to make a change and the players for for buying into it. Well, at least in going back to not switching everything. That was back to something they were more familiar with the rest of their lives, because most guys come up guarding, in you know, and fighting their way through the picks and that sort of thing, and only switching when you absolutely get caught. I mean, I, I that would seem to me to be easier because you've done it all your life. That's that's a good point. Uh, I will say, I know all summer, all fall, they were switching everything, and they were kind of like, yeah, this is we can guard every position. We're mm-hmm. switching. This is, and it. Seemed like it was working pretty well and initially. And then they brought Danger into the lineup, and what'd that do? Well, he's the one guy that didn't switch, the one guy yeah. prior. But what, why I think going to a more traditional stay-with-your-man defense is better is because when you switch, you have to communicate really well. And I don't think this is a great communicating team. And so it puts more pressure on the, the of, of talking on defense. Sticking with your man really just more puts more on Hey, fighting through screens, playing with great effort and intensity, and this team I think is is better in that regard. Now, communicating still helps you, but you're kind of uh, saying, "Hey, we're going to fight," as opposed to we're going to be a real cerebral, uh, great talking team mm-hmm. on defense. Trent Meacham is with us. Of course, everybody knows Trent. His days with the Illini. I was a teammate of Chester Frazier's. That's right. How I don't know that? if everybody knows me, but yeah. thanks. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you being here for a little bit this morning. A little more about the Illini. Your sense of with the freshman coming on. Uh, with the transfers as they settle in and learn how to play under Brad Underwood and maybe Luke Goody at some point. Is this a team that could make a run in the tournament? Are they built for that? Or is the free throw shooting something to catch up with them? Or What do you think? 
as, as you yeah, look at them. Of, of course, they're not a perfect team, but there's a lot to like. I think you start with the the talent. I mean, there's a lot of talent on this team. There's more quickness and athleticism and versatility than we've had since I can remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look across the board and the length and the athleticism is very impressive. Uh, you have a freshman that's playing major minutes at the point guard position, and I'm a big fan of Jay Neps, but he's mm-hmm. uh, you know he's only going to get better in his career. Uh, but he does what he does. You know, he knows who he is, and he 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 does that very well. And that's primarily scoring the ball. Um, but you have a lot of interchangeable pieces. I like that whole freshman group, and, and really they're the intangibles, the leadership. I think the character they bring with with sincere and, and Ty and Jaden, and you have two of the best transfers in the country that can really really score the ball. So if this team can be great defensively, they got a chance to beat anybody. Because if they can lock up defensively, they should be able to do some different things defensively. Then you get out in transition where I think they're the best. And then the half-court offense, I think, is the, the biggest probably problem for them, you know, potentially just with looking at their personnel. And, and that's improving. So I think as, a, as they build chemistry with all those new, those new faces, there's no doubt, doubt that this team, I don't think they're going to win in the Big Ten. I, don't, I think they're not going to get past Purdue, but they should be in the top three or four teams. And position themselves to to be a very dangerous team come March. Mm-hmm. What do we expect from Matt Meyer? <laughs> I mean, he, he got, you know, it was like he didn't show up the last game for Indiana. I mean, I, I heard he wasn't feeling well. He wasn't well, feeling good, yeah. Was but, sick. Well, he'd been pretty darn consistent in the, the, in the winning streak yeah. that they had. And yeah. you talk about the variety of uh, of his ability to get buckets and, and his footwork in the post and his ability to make shots off the bounce from the perimeter, from the mid-range. I mean, he, he was really impressive. Uh, look, it, it's tough to be on your A game every night, and some nights you, don't, you just don't have it, especially if you're under the weather. So, uh, But I think his consistency is probably a huge thing for this team because if you can consistently get 15 points plus from him, that gives you a, a boost offensively. And he's the one guy that, especially in the half court, that can just go get his shot whenever he mm-hmm. wants. I mean, Jay Nepp's a little bit too. Uh, Shannon just puts pressure on the rim, especially in transition. But Matt Meyer, I mean, it doesn't matter what a defense throws at him. If he has it going, uh, he's tough to stop. And so if he can if he can be consistent, that's, that's huge for this team. Uh, somebody says, having watched Maryland play uh, Purdue compared with the Illinois game uh, against Indiana, on offense, Maryland players and the ball never stop moving. Maryland was moving the ball around. I don't know. And that's typically what I think Maryland has the, the least amount of assist in the league, so they did a much better job yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I think this Illinois team has done better. I mentioned done better with moving the ball. I mentioned I think half-court mm-hmm. offense has probably, from the very beginning, been their, their weakest point. Um, and they've initiated that spread offense, as we talked about, trying to just give them some structure. But where I think they're at their best is just when they keep it simple. And I look at a guy like Coleman Hawkins, who has a lot of ability, but when he tries to create and do a lot and he's taking step-back threes, it's like you're not going to be very efficient doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if, you're just, if you keep it simple, if you attack closeouts, if you move the ball when you don't have it, if you take the open shot um, on down the, throughout this lineup, I, I think this team is really good. But when they, the ball bounces too much and they're trying to, to force it one-on-one, they struggle. So – um, whoever just texted that in, I, I think he's on to something. Mm-hmm. I think when the ball moves around, inside out, change sides of the floor, this team gets much better looks all around. Mm-hmm. I haven't followed Ohio State really well this year, and we play them Tuesday night. What, what do you see as the problem? By the way, is Key going to be okay? Have you heard? All I heard was that it wasn't a significant, I believe, okay. ankle injury. So, you know, he has the shoulder that's been banged up. 
Um, if, if they don't have him, they, they, they miss him. Now, they have a freshman, Akpara, that's I think will be a very good player, but he's still kind of raw on the inside. So uh, if they don't have Key, I think Dane Danger should really uh, be able to be a force in there uh, tomorrow night. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Ohio State is is a little bit of a different team. They they play a lot of isolation basketball. I think Chris Holtman does a good job of getting their guys in position to score. And, and we, we talked about Bryce Sensabaugh, who's the best freshman in the league, I think probably a first-round draft pick. Justice Suing can be a difficult matchup as well. I think we have the guys to match up with them uh, well when you look at our uh, defenders on the wing position. I think we should be a, this should be a good matchup for us, but you never know. Hmm. Luke Goody coming back can this late in the year. Can it make a difference? Is it harder to work a guy back in like that? There's no doubt that can be difficult, especially there's such a log jam at that wing position. I think we saw Ty Rogers really struggle to kind of find his footing, primarily because the minutes weren't there. Now he's come along more recently. So whose minutes do you do you take away? I mean, somebody's got to play less minutes, right, if Luke Goody's playing. So that's there, there's some questions there for the coaching staff. You know, the one thing I'd say is he's probably the best shooter on the team. So – you want to give a guy that can that can knock down shots the opportunity. I also think he might have some leadership qualities that best, this best team is lacking. Yeah. yeah, it's just something. Even as a freshman, I saw him be one of the few guys that you just saw him kind of bringing the team together. You know, at a free throw, at a dead ball, and so I, I don't. Th- I think that might be more valuable than his ability to knock down shots and how many minutes that translates to. I don't know. I think the coach, you know, Coach Underwood is gonna want to give him some time. And kind of see how that goes. Is he is he ready? Is he in rhythm? Is a team playing well with him out there? And, and you know if it's if that's happening, then I think he'll play more minutes. If it's kind of a struggle, then he'll probably ease him in more slowly. Hmm. Well, Trent, thanks for coming by today. That's great. To Anything be else you want to throw in here? Anybody you want to say hi to? Or <laughs> your little kids, hi, your little boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got uh, four boys and four boys at home. We, yeah. we got a lot going on, Brian. But uh, <laughs> it's it's a little crazy, uh, but it's a lot of fun. And how old's your youngest one now? Simeon. Simeon is not quite three months. So three months. you know we're we're in it. We're in the thick of it. <laughs> but but hey, there's nothing better. Nothing hey. better. Yeah. Well, good to have you here today. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming in. This I appreciate you got a busy great. schedule. So this is fantastic and. You know, it's, it's, this is the time of year, right? We're in the, the grind of the basketball season. I think these next six weeks are going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, we have an Illini team that there's no question could, uh, could make a run, have, has the pieces to make a run. It's, it, I think we'll have some ups and downs, but it should be a fun finish to the season. Very good. Trent Meacham, thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Very good. Trent Meacham with BTN and our friend here has been with us on the radio for a few years now. But good to have him back in town, back in a moment here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Monday Morning Quarterback Show brought to you by Berkey's. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. On a penny for your thoughts, our show today brought to you by Berkey's. Our news updates during the course of the show brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust. 
providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Our show today again brought to you by Berkey's. By the way, I checked out the uh, Purdue. Purdue now 8-1, 19-1. Uh, their schedule here over the next few weeks, uh, Purdue is at Michigan on Thursday. Okay, and then they host Michigan State on Sunday. They host Penn State on February 1. They play at Indiana the 4th. They host Iowa on the 9th, at Northwestern on the 12th, at Maryland on the 16th, and home to Ohio State on the 19th. So I think Mike LaTulip's talked about that. If they uh, can hold their own in that stretch and not stumble uh, maybe but once or twice, they'll be in good shape. They've already got, what, a two-and-a-half game lead on uh, the league. It's not clear to me who's going to be the number two team. Yeah. By any means. I mean, I could see maybe, uh, you know, Rutgers maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think Indiana's going to win a lot of games from here on out. I think that that team has transformed now that now that they've got Superman playing center. And they're going to get Race Thompson back and yeah. maybe he Xavier played a little Johnson. Bit, yeah. He played a little bit uh, in the last game. Um so he will be back for sure, and but they're they're just going to keep getting that ball into the post, and that, that that's kind of to me that's what sets uh, Purdue apart. That's what sets Indiana apart. Once they start throwing that ball in there, nobody's got an answer for Edie or uh, now it appears to Trace Jackson. And we know how our teams felt when Kofi was in the middle. Yeah, it's a different, little different, but certainly. But everybody uh, just... knew to double Kofi. Mm-hmm. Everybody did double him, mm-hmm. and. I saw Michigan State play Purdue, and they refused to double Edie. He scored 30, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was enough. I I, I don't know. How, what do you, do you just concede 30? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of points. If you yeah. single cover either one of those guys right now, they'll get 30 or 35, mm-hmm. like Trace Jackson Davis did against Illinois. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. A couple of texts came in here while Trent was on. We appreciate Trent Meacham stopping by. He's at a busy schedule. I'm glad that he was able to come in studio. Uh, Texture says, "Will uh, Zach Perrin get more playing time?" I don't, I don't, I don't know how much see he's going to get. A lot. I mean, no. he might play a little bit, but I don't. I don't see much of that this year. Do you? Yeah, no. He's got a big. I mean, he's. It's hard to jump in the middle. He hasn't played basketball this season. He played basketball all. right away. I mean, that's uh, he got a couple of free throws in the other day. But I don't know why he didn't play in that first semester. I, I haven't figured that out yet. Mm. He he didn't play before he came here at at uh, Sunshine Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, but jumping regardless, he's jumping in the middle of things is tough. Uh, the question is, why is Latulip not coaching? He's great to listen to. His knowledge seems very deep, talking about Mike LaTulip. I know he knows what he's talking about because I don't follow, can't follow about 50% of what he says, <laughs> LOL. No, seriously, he does a phenomenal job. They say somebody needs him sitting on their bench. Exactly. So, well, exactly. Yeah, he's he is more of a really coach good. Than, more of a coach than anybody we've had. That's right. You know, and he coached the uh, the TBT team, the yep. tournament team. Yeah, and maybe he'll coach that again this year. I. I, ho- I think they hope to have a team this year. They did not have a team last year. And, hi, Brian. I was watching the Michigan State-Indiana game. I could score 30 points like Trace Jackson if I 
if I hooked everybody every time I was oh, down low. He does hook them. Oh, just hook them. Yeah, okay, he, I yeah, see. When he, tur- when he turns to shoot with that left-handed hook shot, he's displacing, to a certain extent, the defender. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, is what Kofi did. Mm-hmm. When Kofi moved... He just moved the guy away from him, you know. He just, but but it wasn't a, it wasn't a hit. It was just a, a gradual move. Mm-hmm. He was so powerful. If you can do that, you can fool the officials. If you just don't make a sharp, sudden move, but just a strong move, they mm-hmm. won't call a foul on you. We found that out against Sean May. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was an example. Nine forty one with Lauren Tate here. Monday morning quarterback show brought to you by Berkey's. Bob is with us. How you doing, Bob? Hi, I'm, I'm going to use uh, uh, football as my topic, but also it's going to include other Illinois sports. Okay. All right. Uh, we made it to the bowl game. Yes, I'm thankful for that. But uh, we had three top players that didn't go. Was it two Two of the Brown boys that didn't go because they didn't want to get hurt because they wanted to go pro. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you had what one defense? Uh, Weatherspoon. Uh, Weatherspoon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then go. I think if we had those three players, we would have had a better chance to win. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. <laughs> no question yeah. about that. Okay. Okay, Mike question is when college kids go out for a certain sport even then say in basketball or other sports i think my opinion is they they know they're going to a ball game that player i feel like should if they're going to be out for a sport if they're going to end up going all the way i don't care what sport it is I think they should have to sign a paper that they will play. And that because if those three played, we would have had a much better chance of winning. Hmm. And I, I feel as terrible that those three players actually let the whole team down. Yeah. And the, I, to me, I think they ought to be ashamed of themselves for not, not playing. Because, you know, when you let the whole team down, just because I don't want to take a chance of getting hurt because I don't want to go pro. Yeah. I think well, I think I think that's bull. Hmm. And I don't know if they can come up with some kind of ruling with the students at, at, at any college with students signing the paper, yes. Hmm. All right. If, if you make it go if I make it to the bowl game, I will play. Okay. Well, it's not a bad idea. Hey, thank you, Bob. I uh, You'll never get that to happen. No, but, you can't but, make somebody play a, a game if they don't want to play. Yeah. I mean, well, and it's it's easy to for us that aren't in that position to say, Oh, that's, that's you know, a, well, you need to play. It's a but, big money consideration. Mm-hmm. And Witherspoon you know. keeps moving up the he does. Every NFL draft board I yeah. see. He's yeah, moving he's way a, up. So. But anybody watching him play would have to conclude that he is really good. I mean – I've said this before, but uh, Brian, we've never had a cornerback that good. Hmm. I just say period. we've had some good ones, but not not you know, anybody you know. this good. Mm-hmm. 
the, to my knowledge, uh, do you know of anybody? I mean, what? Well, who, yeah, not getting ready. I mean, it's already at this level before they go to the pros. If that, you know, well, he was sensational Eugene for Wilson Illinois the whole good. season. They just opposing teams just went to the uh, just went away from him, mm-hmm. avoided him. I mean, his stats were great. Think of what his stats would be if they played him normally. Mm-hmm. You know, treated him normally because everybody tried to avoid him. Speaking of the NFL, NFL playoff set, uh, it'll be Bengals at Chiefs, 49ers at the Eagles. Uh, the Cowboys uh, and the 49ers, pretty close game. The Eagles-Giants game was not close. Are the Cowboys still – I mean, how many games do they have to lose? How many years do they have to fail before <laughs> we, they cease to be America's team? That's I all know. I want to know. I mean, what, it's one of been my, decades. One of my brothers sent a picture of a VHS tape, said the – Cowboys 1993 Super Bowl or whatever. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I was thinking, well, yeah, that's about right. It's been that far back. So I don't know. They uh, did win one game but uh, couldn't win another one. And so the uh, final four, if you will, if the NFL is set. Let me get a break in. We'll come back with Lauren Tate. We had Trent Meacham on off the top talking Illini and Big Ten hoops. Appreciate him coming by. We're back with more after this. Well, we had some rain a little bit, some snow. Roofs by Roger wants to remind you that if you need some roofing work, gutters, siding, windows, any of that, you can give them a call at 217-834-3800 is the number. They work with insurance companies. They're fully licensed and insured, rated A-plus with a BBB, quality craftsmanship, professional staff, and uh, they can help with some of the winter uh, things there, siding, gutters, gutter guards, and windows, as we mentioned. And if you want to get on the list for a roof job, you can certainly uh, do that. It's not obviously getting a roof is a big deal. If you want to finance it, you can do that, and they can work with you uh, on that side of it as well. So if you've had some uh, damage, or you think you might have some damage, or the roof's not holding up with this uh, snow that might be coming later in the week, I guess we're under a winter storm watch. Uh, anywhere one to three inches total snowfall, maybe three to six inches. Be thinking about your roof and be thinking about Roofs by Roger, 217-834-3800. Brian Barnhart with Lauren Tate, 949 here. We had Trent Meacham on earlier, uh, 217-356-9397. Jim Rosso tell us, Scott Ritchie, is, uh, they posted his ballot, uh, top 25 ballot. He's got Purdue number one and no other Big Ten teams in the top 25. I would agree with that. I, I think that's accurate. I, uh, it'll be coming out, the, the full AP list will be coming out right after we get off the air, it unfortunately. Is, yeah. But, um, Brian, who would you pick? Who would you pick number – who, who is the – what is the number two team in the league? Yeah, number two team – I would go with Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of with Trent on that, just based mm-hmm. on what I've seen. I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I – you know, they still got some things to prove, too. I mean – They'll play a lot of close games, Brian. Rutgers mm-hmm. will play a lot of close mm-hmm. games, and they'll win some and lose some. And That's Purdue's it. played a lot of close games. Yeah, when uh, you know, the, yeah, they barely they, won at Michigan got one State. One great advantage when it comes right down to it, they just throw the ball into the big guy, and that, and you know, I I don't care who Illinois plays as long as they don't have Trace Jackson Davis or Edie on the team. I I think Illinois can beat Ohio State because I think they won't be dominated by a center. And, and the reason I don't like being dominated by centers, they shoot layups. Mm-hmm. And I don't like trying to beat layups. <laughs> it's hard to beat them. You know, and 
I counted, now listen, I counted 30 times they scored inside our, you know, inside the five feet. It's inside the semicircle, yeah. Well, I mean, really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inside Mm -hmm. in there, 30 times, rebounds, dunks, lay-ins, hook shots, all those. Man, oh, man, that's hard to beat that stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, it really is, and it'll be interesting to see what happens when Trace Jackson Davis goes against Zach Eady. Whoa, boy. And that's That'll, coming up here in early February. Yeah, so. I was going to say, uh, who, who's going to get in foul trouble first? Maybe <laughs> neither. I don't know. But that that is always a consideration for centers. But those two seem to be uh, pretty safe as far as fouls are concerned. So uh, we'll see what the AP poll has. But that was uh, Jim letting us know about Scott Ritchie, um, his poll this morning that he has submitted, that they posted. And we'll see. And now there's Which means uh, I've also seen Andy Katz has Illinois like a seven seed in the – big tournament, NCAA tournament. There's going to be a bunch of Big Ten teams in that range if it stays as it is right now. And they will be underdogs in the NCAA tournament because they're going to be playing a lot. When you're down around 8, 9, 7, 8, 9, that's that's trouble (laughs) because you're going to be playing 1, 2, 3. Yeah, fairly soon. Immediately. Immediately, yeah. All right, we made the comment about uh, Devin Witherspoon. Uh, Had some names thrown in there. He's the best. Witherspoon's the best since Vontae Davis. Yeah. Somebody said Vontae yeah. was really good. Vontae was really good. Uh, somebody said, uh, let's see here, where, where did it go? Um, uh, I'll find it again. Oh, Henry Jones was Henry, the best Illinois ever good had. Yeah. He went first round of to Buffalo when Coach Mack, Makovic was here. So um, they, well, I, I don't recall any cornerback of impacting the – First of all, you had Illinois had the number one scoring defense in America, okay, in the nation, the number one scoring defense. A lot of that was based on strong line play and and even more so on really good secondary play. Mm-hmm. And he was a leader of a really good secondary. And I, I mean, he made hits that that you remember. I mean, oh, he yeah. made plays that you and he got he got penalized twice. That cost Illinois games that I think the officials missed the call. Mm-hmm. Certainly, he hits you, hit you so hard. It was always a good, clean hit. Yeah, but it was just there was a couple of tackles right out of the gate. I remember one at Indiana, the yeah, first he tackle re- of the he game. He read that play, didn't he? He yeah. knew what was coming because he was he was coming hard. But those inter- the two interference calls were uh, were were game deciding type calls. Mm-hmm. Purdue, right. particularly when when he intercepted the ball and they didn't count the interception. I mean, it was a good interception. Mm-hmm. Should have counted. And then they threw a touchdown pass on the next play, the didn't next they? Next play, that's right. <laughs> uh, rankings that actually matter based on real information and not opinions. Someone says, Ken Palm has Purdue number five. Okay. Ohio State 19, Indiana 20. Rutgers Ohio 20. State 19. Yeah. They just in, lost five games in a row before that win. In Ken five Palm. losses yeah. in a row. <laughs> Come on. They're not that. You're not going to have them in the top yeah. 20. Well, Ken Palm is where a lot of folks go, well, that's what really matters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ohio State 19, Indiana 20, Rutgers 21, Illinois 30. So Okay. Uh, now, one thing that will help Illinois that will pull them throughout the rest of the year upward in a seeding is their wins over Texas. Mm-hmm and mm-hmm. UCLA, because those teams continue to do well. Um, although, you know, you look at some of these conferences, K-State's on top of the Big 12, which is interesting. And uh, I saw Texas Tech is at the bottom. I don't think they've won a Big 12 conference game yet. So it's kind of interesting how that works. But the Big 12 is uh, – I think people are saying they're probably the best conference 
overall. Yeah, it could be. You know, um, I thought that maybe a week ago. I, I'd have to look back at it. Everything changes so fast. <laughs> All right, a final break. we got another hour coming up. We're with Lauren Tate. Trent Meacham kicked us off here today. And you can uh, jump in. No basketball from the weekend for the men. Now, the women did win at Northwestern, a close game, but they pulled it out. They continue to do well. we got the rest of the Illini sports rundown as well. And uh, tonight, we, of course, uh, have the coaches' show, 7 to 8 at Papa Dell's Pizza Factory in Champaign. Uh, Shauna Green will be on uh, Sports Talk tonight at 4. Tyra Perry, the softball coach at the Esquire, at 5. And you got Colin, you got Joey with the uh, Prep Confidential Show, which is a great show, by the way, covering high school athletics from uh, 6 to 7. And then our coaches' show from Papa Dell's back there for the first time in a month. We'll be with Coach uh, here coming up tonight at 7. Back after this. Nine fifty-eight, about a minute away here from the top of the hour. We'll have CBS News at 11. More Lauren Tate with us here in the second hour. Our Monday morning quarterback show brought to you by Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer on High Cross Road in Urbana. Tomorrow we'll do an open line. We've got Paul Rudy's on the money in the second hour at 10. Wednesday, Jim Dye joins me in the 10 o'clock hour. He's been writing a lot of great columns, as he always does. So we'll talk to uh, him Coming up on Wednesday, uh, coming up on the anniversary of when uh, President Clinton's plane got uh, stuck out at Willard, uh, we'll relive that memory coming up a little later in the week. And our flashback Friday at the end of the week, Brad Eukin as well uh, from the Champaign County Farm Bureau, moving on to Wisconsin, taking another job up there. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217 351 Five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws.com. Our weather today: cloudy and a high of thirty-eight. Partly cloudy tonight, a low of twenty-eight. Rather cloudy tomorrow, they say, and a high of thirty-nine. Wednesday, breezy with intermittent wet snow. I say it will be a wetter snow, accumulating one to three inches. Could have three to six, depends on where you are. Uh, on Wednesday, and a high of thirty-five under a winter storm watch. Here until then, early in the week. This is WDWS, Champaign-Urbana at the Tone. It's 10 o'clock Central. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. On a penny for your thoughts, our Monday morning quarterback edition, brought to you each Monday by our friends at Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer. High Cross Road in Urbana. Make sure you see them for all your uh, needs out there. 10.09 on this overcast day. We're at 30 degrees on this Monday. Uh, I'm going to see the sun again at some point. We're going to get some snow, I guess. Uh, just can't get that sunshine out. You know, your nickname's Sunny, but uh, It'll happen. that's It'll all happen. we got. <laughs> that's all we've got. So uh, we'll see if we can get that done. But I guess we're uh, going to have some snow here at midweek. 
the Illini men play tomorrow night at 6 o'clock against Ohio State. Illini women play Thursday night at 7 against Purdue. Purdue's 4 and 5 in the league. Yeah, yeah. in the league. Yeah, they're right so behind they, uh, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, in the Big Ten women's standings. So, uh, anyway, the uh, of course, Ohio State at the top of the women's standings, uh, still unbeaten. Yeah. And we'll see if Purdue's number one on the men's side, and will they be the only Big Ten team ranked in the poll? Scott Ritchie's uh, poll is out. That's what he's got. Purdue is the only uh, team. But I've also seen projections as many as ten Big Ten teams in the tournament. So that'll be uh, – We'll see if that number shrinks. See how many will be there the second round. <laughs> yeah, over time. Talk to Illinois basketball with and Big Ten basketball with Trent Meacham in the first hour, a friend from BTN and uh, local, of course, Illini, former Illini. Uh, let's see here. Lauren touched on this Saturday. What can be the reason Illinois has one close loss, uh, last two or three possessions all year, Texas and overtime? Um, well, we won that game. Um, but the other losses are an average of by an average of thirteen points. Yeah, that's when, been, that's a great concern. I mean, some games just have gotten away from them, mm-hmm. and I I don't have an explanation for it other than there's just so so many inconsistencies with these teams. I mean, just think about what Kansas State's done. You know, Bruce Weber was there; they were average. All of a sudden, they get a new coach. They they bring in some new players, and all and they beat. Kansas, Baylor, and Texas, and now they're what, seventeen and two, and rocketing up the uh, top twenty-five list. Now, that's just as surprising to me as 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 the failures of some other teams. I mean, how do you? I don't think we can predict what's going to happen in this era when you've got immediate transfers eligible. And my guess is that translate to the NCAA tournament too. I mean, it's oh yeah, who, sure. who's going to know? It's going to be unpredictable. Totally unpredictable. Um, I saw Missouri play Alabama. Alabama won in Columbia. They had a full house at Missouri, so they're drawing again mm-hmm. with all their transfers that yeah. th- that they brought in. That just proves that people really, the fans really don't care who who it is as long as they win, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the most important thing: winning the games. Winning the games. That's right. They'll they'll latch on. Uh, Line I women got a victory yesterday up at Northwestern. They had a group that rode a bus up there, I guess. They did. They had a nice turnout up there. Yeah, nice turnout for Illinois and Northwestern women. And they've got a couple of home games coming up. Uh, Purdue uh, coming up uh, at uh, Thursday night at 7. They'll host Michigan State Sunday at 5. The uh, men will be at Wisconsin this weekend, by the way, up in Madison at uh, 2 o'clock against the Badgers. Uh, Men's tennis lost to Kentucky and at Ohio State. They host Butler Saturday at 10 a.m., Illinois State at 6 p.m. Saturday, Bellarmine and Drake on Sunday. Illinois Women's Tennis wins at Kentucky. Uh, they'll be at the ITA kickoff weekend in Raleigh this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. NC State, Furman, and Vanderbilt, the other teams there. Illinois Women's Gymnastics beat Rutgers for the ninth straight time. Uh, it, at Rutgers, they'll host Nebraska at 2 o'clock Saturday at Huff. Men's Gymnastics got past Greenville. They'll be at Oklahoma on Saturday. That'll be a tough one. Wrestling, uh, 17-17 tie, but they're declared the winners uh, in the match with Northwestern. Yeah, and they won against Maryland yesterday. Mm -hmm. And track and field, uh, men and women, two second-place finishes out in Iowa City. They host the Illini Challenge at the U of I Armory on Friday and Saturday. So there will be some track and field on campus. So those are the Illini updates here at 10-14. 
Uh, let's see. Explain to everyone the primary purpose of college football and basketball is to supply the NFL and the NBA with players. <laughs> These sports have nothing to do with building character, improving academics, or loyalty to the programs and the institutions. But, well, well, that, not, not all those players are going to the NBA and the NFL. No, so. there's 85 players on the team, and Illinois will send, what, half a dozen? Into, this year's Maybe. a good year for, mm-hmm. for uh, producing pro players, but you can't blame the players for wanting to make money, can you? I mean, just think. Now, this is information I was given. I don't know if it's accurate that the minimum pay would be $700,000 in the NFL. Minimum. That's the minimum. Wow. It's a pretty good minimum. You make a ball club, you, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's a consideration now. I mean, I don't think that the purpose of college football is to produce players for the NFL. That's not the purpose, but that is an end result for a few that are able to make it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the number is, 90-some percent don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. so I think there's a lot to be learned with with uh, being on a college sports team and the things you learn. You, you, better, you better get an education because how much of your rest of your life are you going to spend in the workforce? Mm-hmm. It could be 100% for most of them. Yeah. 100% of your time, right. you're going to be in the workforce. That's right. Doing what we do, right? That's right. <laughs> Working for a living. Working for a living. <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on the supposed money involved? And you talked about this with Cam Cox on Saturday and the Florida Gators quarterback commit that got out of his deal when he found out he was going to get his $13 million NIL, NIL deal, or he wasn't going to, I guess. Right? Yeah, well, he, he, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, these promises that players are getting, and that's what they are. They're not getting the cash in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be paid monthly for a certain amount as long as – they produce, I suppose, but uh, these there's a lot of inducement and promising going on that is basically in a, in improper. It's against the the rules, but it's it's happening. And you know, as Cam Cox said, what we tell and what he's what he wants our coaches to tell the players is this is what. The players at your position are getting this year. Mm-hmm. If you are a receiver, this is what Isaiah Williams is getting. They can say that. They can report mm-hmm. that. They won't tell us, sure. but they can tell the players that. But what's really happening in most cases, and I don't, I'm not going to suggest that Illinois is doing anything wrong, but in most cases, they're telling that player, we can provide for you in this year X number of dollars this, this season. Mm-hmm. And that would be okay if it was a if it's twelve if it's one hundred twenty thousand dollars that'd be ten thousand dollars a month for the next mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and that's what they're telling them. And that's what happened when we got into the deal with Jones, the 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 player from the Carolinas that was coming here to play center on the Illinois football team. He wound up going to Auburn because they offered him more money. Mm-hmm. They or didn't the tell him. More they didn't yeah. tell him this is what our center was getting, and you can get this. No, they told him this is what you can get. So he came back to Illinois and says, "This is what they've offered me," and Illinois and and Bielma came, became upset because he realized that he had been outbid, hmm. and he was he made a complaint about it. But I guess as uh, Cam Cox said, that's now water under the bridge that we're not following up on. There's not, not going to be any kind of a formal complaint because in the first place, we don't even know what the penalty would be. 
217-356-9397 is our uh, number. A lot of text today, more than anything, uh, and emails. You can uh, do it that way as well. 1018, we're back with more here. Our show today brought to you by our friends at Berkey's. Back with Lauren Tate. We had Trent Meacham on in the first hour. Back after this. We're on a penny for your thoughts with Lauren Tate. We had Trent Meacham on earlier. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, south side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect exits. Some uh, testimonials. John and Ludlow had said, Gallo Miller deserves a rating greater than great. I would have no trouble recommending them to anyone. Uh, Bonnie and Urbana said, we'll definitely recommend you to others and we'll be a repeat customer. Hopefully not for a long time, though, they said. <laughs> Barb in Muhammad said, best repair experience I've ever had. Everyone was friendly, made sure everything went smoothly. Getting my car back nice and clean was a great touch. They did just some work for my wife's car here recently. They'll do a great job for you. Gallo Miller, paint and collision repair, south side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect exits. Again, tonight at the Esquire at 5, Tyra Perry. Softball and baseball about to get underway here in a couple of weeks or so. A few weeks, I guess. Softball starts usually right before baseball. And uh, let's see, we've got the coaches show tonight. You've got the prep confidential show. You heard uh, Joey and Colin will be on that, of course, uh, between six and seven. Uh, Sports talk on their way at four with Shauna Green, Illini women's coach. So lots of stuff happening here on the radio. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Since players are getting paid through the NIL, shouldn't the players be obligated to play in the bowl games, someone says. and uh, I don't think you're obligated to play any game you don't want to play, Brian. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the pay is concerned, that's a whole other story. But you can't make a guy play if he said doesn't want to play. I mean, that's just the end of, mm-hmm. you know, what coach would even attempt that? Uh, someone else says, if you don't play in the bowl game, pay your scholarship back. You're part of the team or you're not. So, <laughs> All right, there's a couple of texts on that. Good morning, Brian and Lauren. Indiana really seems to overplay the passing lanes. It made it hard for our guys to make smooth passes. You did. Your, your thoughts. I agree with that. I, mm-hmm. I thought we were having a, a real problem trying to run the offense. It just didn't seem to be clicking. It became a one-man thing with, with Shannon trying mm-hmm. to – uh, do what he could on. The, you have a whole b- a basketball game. You have seven assists in the game. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And uh, you know, again, the, you combine that with what Trace Jackson Davis was doing inside, and ooh, you know, you get what you got. <laughs> Not a good which comparison. Was, which was, was it? a 15, 15 it point game. It looked right before halftime, like like Dane Danger could do some of the same things. He made several nice moves in there and scored, but we didn't follow up on that at all. He didn't. We didn't. NFL playoffs, we mentioned the results. Chiefs beat Jacksonville. Bengals beat the Bills in the snow. Uh, They're in Buffalo. 49ers get past the Cowboys, uh, and the Eagles routed the Giants. I did not see any of the Eagles-Giants game. Wasn't that interested in it. So it's Eagles and 49ers. Eagles a slight favorite. I guess the Chiefs are a one-point favorite against the Bengals. The Bengals looked pretty good yesterday. Yeah, Went right down the field a couple of times right off the bat. And uh, that Burrow kid, he's pretty good. Yep. 
So, what do you, what do you think about playing in conditions like that? How does that affect the game? Do you think? Well, it's fun to watch. <laughs> it's fun to just sit and watch at home. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, and it's hard to tell because one camera angle it has the snow just like it's a blizzard, and you get the wide angle, and it's like, oh, it's not that bad. So, I remember playing in snow, mm-hmm. and I remember slipping and sliding around, and never never get. You don't get hit quite as hard <laughs> because you're just kind of everybody's slipping, you know, and you slide uh, for distant. When you go down, you just slide along. You know, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm sure it affects the game in some major way mm-hmm. uh, in terms of one team having an advantage over another for reasons that I'm not clear. But uh, they must have had somebody out just scraping off the yard marker numbers so you can yeah you can see you can see the yard markers see the yard markers yeah and that was important. Thad Mata, yes, three and seven with Butler in the, and um, in the Big East, and um, eleven and ten overall. Yeah, they got beat pretty bad. Was it UConn? I Ooh, think got they've em. had a couple. They've mm-hmm. had a couple just runaway losses. So Thad's having a tough return to the to the coaching sideline, and yep. uh, of course he's uh, from Hoofston, and he's had a great career at Ohio State, and but he uh, wanted to get back in the coaching and. And uh, I know it was uh, difficult for him there for a couple of years because of uh, some physical problems that he had. And uh, but he's uh, he's back now. But the team is not very good. Butler's uh, so they're a long way from that two years where they finished second mm. in the NCA. Remember that? And had a half court shot that almost went in. Yeah, that's a decade ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. At least it's been yeah. about a decade. Uh, Chris Holtman was there for a while, of course. Mm-hmm. Now at Ohio State, yeah. we'll see the Buckeyes tomorrow night. At 6 o'clock. Uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about this. I read there was an investigation into hazing yeah. within the Northwestern football program. Right. Is that actually happening? Somebody well, there's been an investigation. I don't know what the result of it is, but uh, evidently some of the, I assume, freshman football players at Northwestern were treated in a, in a fashion that they didn't appreciate, and they, they turned them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about that. You know more than I do. No, I don't regard. know much yeah. about it other yeah. than it, than I saw yeah. that it was hap- it had happened. We're still looking for a Big Ten commissioner. Well, yeah, that's early. I think early in the search here. I don't think we've even formed the committee yet. Uh, I think it's going to be like a five-man committee of presidents and or chancellors who will uh, probably get together and and probably take a lot of recommendations from their athletic directors as to who would be the likely candidates to consider. you got to get a pool of people first. And so we don't even have the, um, the committee uh, formed yet. To my knowledge, uh, uh, we had a, a guest on uh, Saturday. Rittenberg, right? Adam Rittenberg. Yeah, yeah. well, Adam Rittenberg. I, I, he said it's going to be a while okay. before – uh, doesn't who doesn't play affect betting on the games? Yeah, and who doesn't play in a game affects the well, betting. Well, look, it's it's not just Illinois; it's all across the country. People are, are opting out of bowl games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been going on for a while, and it's it's increasing because of the of the difference between, I mean, the amount of money that you can make a, if you make a foot an NFL team, and the and the way you make an NFL team is to get involved with the combine. And work your way through these all-star games, which are put on by the pros, and then you, you know, you have to go uh, uh, according to their schedule. And if you play in a bowl game, you're going to be a month behind the others, the other players. Mm-hmm. And all I can tell you is that 
one of the players who from Illinois who is still playing in the NFL, I'm told, uh, said that he got a big jump by because he wasn't in a bowl game. Illinois didn't qualify, but he said that you've got to be in the combine to be in the front of this thing. And you start working for that. Yeah. Right there in the fall yeah. or you know, and the, the numbers in the that winter you turn out. Mm-hmm. I, this isn't football, but the numbers that you turn out in the combine, the speed, what you can lift, what all those different things, they really are important mm-hmm. when, yep. when it comes time to choose uh, players. They call those the measurables, I yep. guess, is what they yep. call those. I saw Teddy Karras in the middle of that Cincinnati line. Yeah. He was doing really well. I saw Allegretti make a, a penalty, too. I did, yeah, for <laughs> Kansas City on special teams, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Are the athletes that go into the portal, someone asked, to be considered by other teams guaranteed, guaranteed entrance to the academic institution? Say that again. Said, are the athletes that enter the portal to be considered by other teams, are they guaranteed entrance to the academic institution? If yeah. a coach makes an offer, I mean, in other words, do they have they have to qualify though academically? Yeah, you right? have to qualify. That's yeah. one of the requirements. You have to mm-hmm. qualify, and you have to be accepted by the other school. We just can't accept anybody here at the University of Illinois because they want to come here. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do is qualify academically. Mm-hmm. Some schools that have high academic standards also have good sports teams. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's true. And some don't. And some don't. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, congratulations, Brian and Lauren. Congrats to the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Cowboys need an offensive coordinator, a quarterback, and a field goal kicker. Who? Prescott's not Pres- your quarterback? Prescott's pretty good. I yeah, well, he threw a couple bad interceptions. I, inter- any interception is bad, right? But he threw uh, some yesterday that were hurt them. My guess is they might be looking for a kicker, though, after what happened here. In the he had, did he have what you would call the yips? I think he did. We missed four. Was it four extra mm-hmm. points? Yeah, in a game. All right. I think I'm caught up on all the uh, texts that have come in. A lot of those today, more so than phone calls. Uh, 10:30 at DWS. Our news headlines coming up here in a couple of minutes. Brought to you by Blaine's Farm and Fleet, your ag headquarters, helping you get the job done right with farm supplies and equipment, fencing, feed, and more. Wisconsin-based and family-owned since 1955. Big Ten schedule this week for the men. Uh, in the Big Ten, Wisconsin and Northwestern making up the game that was uh, postponed a bit because of COVID on Northwestern's side. That's tonight at 6.30. Uh, tomorrow That's why night, the Illinois game was moved. Yeah, you, you, oh, I thought that was tomorrow night. No, this is uh, tonight, Wisconsin and Northwestern. The Illinois-Nebraska game was moved up in time. Why? A half an hour because Northwestern's other game with Iowa got put I think at eight o'clock on that night of the thirty-first. Okay, first. okay. So, if I remember right. Um, anyway, the games tomorrow night: Ohio State at Illinois, Penn State at Rutgers. Wednesday: Wisconsin's at Maryland, Northwestern at Nebraska, Indiana at Minnesota. Thursday: Iowa at Michigan State and Purdue at Michigan. And then Saturday: It's Minnesota at Northwestern, Illinois at Wisconsin, Nebraska at Maryland, Ohio State at Indiana. So good luck picking any of those games. I, yeah. I have no clue who's going to win any of those. I just hope <laughs> Illinois wins theirs. That's, uh, but Illinois does have now Purdue is, is has this great record, but they've played Nebraska twice and Minnesota twice. So that's four of their wins. Half of their wins are for, against those two teams. So we'll see if they get in a little tougher sledding if they get slowed down a little bit. But right now they're the well. What, what's going to favorite? I mean, can the two freshmen continue to play as well? The two guards are just playing terrific. Mm-hmm. Smith and Lawyer. 
And Smith, you know, he he went eight for eight yesterday on free throws. I mean, the guy's clutch. And lawyers hit two. I can I can remember at least two games, maybe three, where where he's hit a clutch three at the end of the game. It was just mm-hmm. deadly. He one of Michigan deadly. State, particularly. Yeah. yeah, remember that one. And uh, so, uh, you know, they've got the perfect answer when you know if you got a big a big guy that you can't stop, and then you got some guys that can make threes, or 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 uh, in Smith's case, he's just. Uh, He's all grit. He's he's uh, one of the better players, one of the better freshmen in the country. And if you really need a basket, you throw it into the big guy. Oh yeah, seven foot four. But I, I I will say this: he's not bashful about throwing it back out. That's right. If if you come at him hard, he will find an open guy. He's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's more than just big. He's a really good yep. player too. All right, let me get to the news, then we'll come back with more here on a penny for your thoughts. Yeah, if you're into the um, NCAA tournament projections for the uh, men, and we can check the women too if we wanted to here, and I'm certainly they're going to be in that mix, I would think, with the record they have, 16-4 and four, uh, so far. But uh, the Illini men, a seven seed, according to Andy Katz, against Arizona State. Kansas State would be the two seed. And this is all just guesswork at this point. Nobody knows. But Yep. But, That's close. Yeah. It doesn't really matter when you come right. I mean, it matters where you're where you're seated. But if if you once you get into the seven, eight, nine, ten, you you're up against it. You're going to be playing a good team right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And the first round game is against someone who's usually about your level. And in this case, they listed as Arizona State. So, you know, again, that's just throwing uh, throwing darts at a wall. Uh, 1037 at DWS, our show today brought to you by Berkey's, your hometown Kubota dealer. We appreciate that. We had Trent Meacham in at the start of the show talking about uh, Big Ten basketball and the Illini. He predicts uh, Purdue will probably win the Big Ten. And right now they've got a pretty pretty good-sized lead. They pulled away a little bit from everybody else yep. a couple of games. So if they maintain that level of play. Looks to me like they may pull away further before it's over. Mm-hmm. So, and they're likely the number one team in the country. We'll see. Although Trent thought it'd be Alabama. Well, it's it's you know that's just a guess. That's a toss up. And, and the main thing is that they're in position to uh, get a really good seed. And and when it, when we all get, when we finally get into March, that's going to be the only thing that matters. That's right. And ultimately, that's what is what matters. Uh, how you uh, how you do in the tournament, what seed you are, and so forth. But. Um, is after you've competed for the Big Ten title for the last two to three years, it's a little you know it's you're like oh well Purdue may win this thing. You know it, it is historically true that Illinois has almost and I say almost because it isn't complete but in all these NCAA tournaments that they've been playing in since 1940 something. All these tournaments they almost never beat a team seated higher than them mm-hmm. in other words Illinois almost almost pulled no upsets in the NCAA tournament in all these years now part of that is because they've been they get so many high they've had so many high seeds that they're always playing somebody lesser 
like Houston was last year. Well, Houston was really probably better than Illinois last year, but wasn't seated ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And Illinois lost to Houston, and just as Illinois lost to Loyola. And both of those, Illinois was favored. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, and let me ask you this, do you think Illinois was favored against Houston in Vegas? No. Okay. I don't think so. That's yeah. different, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so my question is, should we have Vegas making the seeds instead of the yeah. the committee? <laughs> they get a lot of stuff right. Yeah, don't they? Well, they got yeah. It's it's uh, the money matters in, in in Vegas. It doesn't matter with the committee. <laughs> well, every time you see a, a Vegas, and we'll have Brent Musburger's deal coming up here in a little bit. But every time you hear the number, some numbers, you go, "Ah, oh, that makes sense." Sometimes you're going, no way. And then it turns out that's about what it is. Yeah. And it's just funny how they, uh, I don't know, they've got the inside scoop somewhere. So that's why people try to try to take them on. 1040, let me get another break in. We'll come back with some more on a Monday morning quarterback show back after this on Penny. It'd be uh, nice to go sailing somewhere, wouldn't it? Uh, 1042 at DWS. Uh, cold, got some snow on the way. One to three or maybe three to six. Depends, I guess, what the total storm winds up being. Supposed to be a wet snow. That's at midweek. So we're keeping an eye on that here. Lauren Tate with us on the Monday Morning Quarterback Show. Tomorrow we'll have Paul Rudy on the money at 10. We'll do an open line. Jim Dye will join me in the uh, second hour Wednesday. And uh, Friday we'll do our Flashback Friday as we're approaching the end of the month. Visiting with Lauren Tate here today. Let's go back to the phones. Eric is with us here this morning. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, it was interesting what you were just talking about, the uh, uh, Vegas Lions versus the the feeding and all that stuff. And, and uh, I'll let you in on a little secret. Um, you know, people were talking about Ken Pomeroy earlier, power ratings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vegas Lions are all set. The opening numbers they come up with are all pretty much within a point or two of uh, – from his numbers because mm. those are all statistically based and they just pull right from that. But there's so many games, right? They don't have a team sitting there figuring that all. It's just on my computer at this point. And, um, and so, yeah, if you ever wonder like who's going to be a favorite or whatnot, if, I mean, if you're a member of the site, like I am, you just, you pull up the, uh, you know, his fan match thing in there and he's got a little breakdown of what the expected outcome is to be. Now it's not always right, of course, but mm. that's where the, the basis for the number comes from. Like you, you mentioned the Houston game, Lauren, back in, in March. Mm-hmm. You know the, where everybody's like, "Whoa, Houston's the favorite over Illinois." Well, it's because his numbers had them, you know, statistically better. <laughs> I think by five points, and they, they, I can't remember exactly what they won by, but that's where that comes from. So, hmm. well, here's the problem. Here's the difference. The NCA committee has to look at the entire season as to how good a team is. Okay, how they rate a team, and right. the, the entire season doesn't matter when you get in the tournament. What matters is how you are right now at that precise moment. And, you know, for a long time they had they used to consider the last 10 games, which made sense to me. I think the last 10 games tells you more about a team than the first 10. 
But mm-hmm. when you sit down, the Texas and UCLA games are going to be very much in Illinois' favor, even if they haven't played like that for um, for two months. And that's just the way it is. That's a good point. It was also interesting how you mentioned that they haven't really they haven't upset anybody in the tournament. How long has it been? Or even to the Sweet Sixteen? And has it been since two thousand six? Is it the last time they were there? I can't even remember now. Well, 05 was uh, the last time they were in the Sweet 16. Right, right. 06, they lost in the second round out west. Okay, so that's it's been that long. You know, I I don't have the number in front of me. Have we been to 30 tournaments, would you say? 20 tournaments? I don't know the number. We might have one or two games that we upset somebody. That's all. In every other case, we've lost to the team – Below us, and, and it could have been an eight nine or a, you know something like that. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, a lot but, of them are real close. Yeah. But the, the point is that Illinois has has a hit. Well, Illinois got is is the school with the Illinois has had the the least success in the NCAA tournament for any school its size like this, or that that has been as good as it has been over the years. We've had great teams all the way back. And you know we we've had excuses. We we were probably won the NCAA tournament back with the Whiskers, but they went to the military. Then you had you had those that great run of teams in in the uh, in the in, in the early fifties when uh, uh, the problem was that only one team out of the Big Ten went. One year Indiana beat Illinois, and then Indiana won the national championship. I mean, it, Illinois was really close in a lot of those years, and and just couldn't get over the hump. And then lately, uh, it's been the other way around. I mean, we've had we we haven't had as many good teams as we did during that run through the '40s and '50s. We had mm-hmm. great teams in that period under Harry Combs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway, uh, interesting discussion, guys. I yeah. appreciate uh, your show every Monday. Hey, thank you, Eric. Appreciate you being there. Right. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and then there'll be other years where you know the Austin P game where you're heavily favored. That was a really good, or the team that lost to Villanova. With the free throws, you know, that was a really good team. Oh, Illinois and, uh, had you know, more con- two-point losses than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two three-point losses. And, and you know, the back uh, the first two teams that Harry got to the Final Four lost to St. John and Kentucky by two points each. By the way, I checked the uh, women's bracketology. Illinois is an eight seed in that. The men, okay. are, the men are a seven in the just okay. bracket as of, you know, today, whatever it is, 20, 23rd of January. And those all change, but right now that's kind of gives you a gauge of where people are viewing them right now. As an eight seed, the women, uh, right now, which is fantastic. Yeah, whatever I'll say can, whatever they can do is great. Yep. To uh, to get in there. Uh, Ten forty seven. We're on a penny for your thoughts here this morning, and let's go to Chris with us this morning. Hi, Chris. Hi. Good morning. I the question I had was for your uh, co-host with you this morning. I I really enjoy him and all of his knowledge in the history of the Illinois basketball, including the Whiz Kids. The question I had for him is: Does he think that the games being cheapened with the name image like this, um, and that how can Illinois, how can any of these other schools compete when like you had that one player famously with football got that thirteen million dollar name image like this deal, but then it got pulled. It just seems like the joy and the Everything that was pure about the sport is being tainted by the money. And I know it's been tainted for a while, but this name image likeness is it making it even worse for him from his from how he's seen basketball evolve to where he is today. And I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Thanks, Chris. The game has been ruined for me, but when they throw it up, I revert to old form 
Mm-hmm. In other words, when they throw the ball up, I'm just attention. like I always was. Yeah. But when you let me sit here and think about it, it's not. Because I don't see the players as having the same interest in this university when they come in for nine months and are gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are we going to hold reunions in the future? I mean, yeah. guys won't know which school to go to for the reunions. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. And this is no knock on him because he was a great player with us, but Alfonso Plummer yeah. came in for one year. Yeah. And, you know, he'll be in the record book. He'll have, a, you know, an asterisk by his name. and But it'll be like, oh, okay. You remember him? And there's going to be a lot of those, I think. Uh, I, the thing that's happening now is that everybody's trying to outbid the other. And it comes down to the teams that are going to have the best players ultimately are going to be the ones that can pay the most. I mean, that's just the way it is. Not that it hasn't been that way in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think for a minute those players going to Kentucky are going for the fun of it. They're, they've, always, they've always gotten paid one way or another. But now it's, it's actually it's, – it's, and, and, and you're trying to, you know, we're, we're, we're being told, well, you can't induce, you can't induce. Well, that's exactly what's going on. Everybody's being induced mm. by pay. Well, the whole uh, the NCAA is still looking into all that, but the shoe, shoe contracts, you know, that, that teams, uh, programs had with, yeah. you know, well, they, maybe they were getting money through that, you know, yeah. the, you know yeah. that they were looking into, I guess, Kansas and other places. But, How'd that turn out? Yeah, I don't know if we've ever, have we ever gotten to the bottom of it. <laughs> well, Bruce, Bruce Weber was growing his hair out until they, <laughs> so he thought they would solve it. So, yeah, I don't know. But a lot of stuff that, you know, made you hold your breath or gasp 30 years ago hey, is we, just like. We're, we're playing Indiana the other night. There are 15,000-plus people there. And I, when that ball went up, I don't think it was a soul there that cared about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I didn't either. I was one of the 15,000. <laughs> But I would just say that when you sit back and look at it, you think, man, this, is, you know, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I think that, I mean, it doesn't bother you when the game starts, does it? No. It doesn't no, me either. Just, yeah, just play the game. 10.51 at DWS, our show today brought to you by our friends at Berkey's. Let's get the latest. Speaking of odds makers, here's Brent Musburger. Ten fifty four. My uh, brothers were sending me some stuff during the timeout. Just uh, they saw. I don't know where they saw this, but uh, somebody had seven Big Ten teams projected to go ten and ten in the conference. <laughs> That's a good guess. And I don't know. It's a pretty good guess. <laughs> seven of them going ten and ten. Yeah, Illinois was in that mix too. I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> anything's possible. I guess that may be what it turned out to be. All right, uh, 217-356-9397. Uh, let's see here. Good morning, Brian. Just wondering if any of the basketball players are going to be on the coaches' show. Not tonight, uh, for sure. I don't think we'll have any uh, players with us tonight. Uh, sometimes at the end of the year they'll bring in the seniors or bring them by. But um, no, that, uh, and the football show has been different. Football uh, coach brings some players by uh, and have had that here in the last couple of years with Brett Bielema. Just depends on the coach, really, uh, and the schedule of the guys. Ten fifty-five uh, at DWS. I agree with Lauren. They say ruined with money. Someone says college athletics. 
But like you said, when the ball went up the other day, it was Indiana, Illinois. Well, I want to say I, I get nostalgic every now and then. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run out of time, but I, I, I go all the way back to Philip and Minky and Smiley and Vance and Matisse and on the on the, you know, the team in the 1940s. Came back in 1947, and you go up to the 51s. You got Sundridge and Falmer and and Morris and Bredar and Beach and Peterson and Kerr. All those guys from Illinois, every one of them from Illinois. And you go back to Lou Henson's team. Well. Let's go back to 63 when you had uh, Downey and Small, two guys that live right here mm-hmm. uh, in the community still. I mean, and, and and Dave was out there the other night and was was honored for his 53-point game. And but uh, and then you had the 2005 team, other than Darren, that was mostly an Illinois-based mm-hmm. uh, group. Roger Powell, including D. D. Brown, yeah, and pa- yeah Powell. And so, yeah, I, I am nostalgic for that for, for in the sense that I, I like to see these players come back and I like to see the history of Illinois tied in with the, with the state of Illinois, the university tied in with the state. But now we're getting foreign players. We're getting players from California, uh, Coleman Hawkins. We're getting players from Texas. We're getting, you know, we're getting them from all over, and it isn't the same. Now, is it, you know, is, is it something I can live with? Sure. But uh, I liked it better the other way. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's <laughs> your opinion. Uh, Scott, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good. Uh, asking Warren, uh, has the NCAA got any control over this stipend stuff, this allowance? Stop, you mean the NIL or stipend? Uh, well, the NIL, the stipend, or the money these kids are getting. Has the NCAA got any uh, oversight over it? Uh, the did, answer uh, is almost no, although they would tell you that they have some – but they they don't. There's no enforcement of the rules, so the answer, I guess, is a semi no. Well, well, couldn't the NCAA come up with a uh, a an allowance scale? No, because the courts won't allow it. The courts would not right. permit it. They'd strike well, that these down. Are, these are the rules of an organization. No, they you they're not going to allow. They're not going to allow. To put any limits on the amount of money a, a person can make. Yeah. Even if it's fair across the board, every NCAA school has the same allowance to every player. Can't do What's, it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair, and, that's and, and I'd love to see it, but you can't do it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Hey, well, thank you. That's where things will go back. Oh, thank you, Scott. Right. Very good. Thank you. The problem you. Right, right away is you have to make rules that the courts will uphold. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, somebody goes to court and you get shot down. And they've been shot down a number of times lately. Less than a minute. A lot of folks in the media have talked about how much talent this team has, even suggesting Illinois has more talent than they've had in years. I would suggest I'll take the Illinois talent they've had the last couple of years. Very difficult to replace Io, Kofi, Georgie, Trent, DeMonte, Jake, Alfonso, Kerbeller, Miller, and I'll take that talent. I agree with him. So There's a lot of talent (laughs) there, for sure. A lot of guys making some money and uh, will going forward. All right, that's it for today. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll have the Brad Underwood Show tonight. Got rebounders today at noon. Uh, Underwood with a press conference later today. And uh, at the uh, Shauna Green's coming up on Sports Talk at the Esquire at Tyra Perry. Prep Confidential Show tonight. And uh, the coaches show all this evening here on the radio. Thanks for being with us. Our show today brought to you by Berkey's. Back tomorrow, we'll do an hour, and then Paul Rudy on the money. Jim Dye Wednesday, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.